This Meeting on the Go podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um, how much would it be? 20, uh, it's yeah. 20 to 25 minutes? Yeah. Um, tonight our leader is Allison. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. I'm Allison. I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, um, it's good to be here. I've been in these rooms for a really long time. I um, started coming to OA in San Francisco in 1995. I had just moved here. And uh, I had tried OA where I was living before for a month or so. Um, and decided, you know, it wasn't right for me. And then about a year later, moved here and was ready and so, uh, so desperate for what this program had to offer me. And also like this, like, no way, <laughs> you know, I'm not going. So um, I, uh, I have a pretty good life now. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And I'm... Uh, every day so grateful for this program because it's given me uh, a way of living and a way of interacting with my world, with the people in my world, with myself um, that gives me power and that gives me um, some direction. It's like I, I always know what the answer is now and the answer is always don't eat I mean, not always listen, but the answer is always don't eat, and the answer is always look to the spiritual. Like, the solution is always something bigger than myself. It's not about, like, my own, um, my own sort of selfish or, or self-centered needs, and um, that's where I sort of default to, and I think that that's really common for most people, but um, uh, or for a lot of people, at least in these rooms, and... Um, I uh, I was uh, when I came in I weighed uh, 270 pounds and I was um, sort of like start I moved here for grad school so I was like starting life over and in the big city and um, couldn't I, I at my first meeting I actually came to um, after I had had my I moved here we'd had our opening retreat for my grad graduate program and. I was so mortified because it was like a retreat. They served meals, and I was going back for fourths for every single meal, and I couldn't stop myself. And I was so full of shame, but I couldn't stop. And and when I wasn't eating, I was obsessed with eating. Either I was obsessed, like, what am I going to get next, or I was obsessed because I was so full and felt so sick and so just full of shame and remorse. And that's... Um, that I've come to know is a huge part of the disease that um, that that sort of feeling bad and that cycle of of um, like I got to get rid of this feeling and when I eat past a certain point then I get so numb that I don't even feel it anymore so I can just eat and eat and eat almost without like really without ever stopping so um, and here are some photos um, these are some pictures I've um, you know, my story is one of these, you know, start up here, go go down here, and then come back up a little bit more, and then come back, you know, I'm not all the way down where I have been, but um, 
I've lost, uh, I, I um, let me just say, I, I, I'll tell you sort of what happened, but just to give you the statistics and sort of the roadmap of where I've been, I started at 270, my lowest weight was about one, uh, I think it was 159, which was a little, probably around 10 years ago. And um, that lasted for about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. and then slowly, you know, just slowly, slowly, I started to take back little things and wanting to, you know, when I have cream in my coffee or whatever, you know, just the little things that eventually ended up with one day a bite of tiramisu was a really fine idea and then it, I had the sugar back in my system and it was really basically all over from there and within a period of time after that I decided that OA was not a good idea because it didn't work, can't you see? And, um, and I left program for two years and thank God I had been in program for so long that um, a lot of the people who I'm close to and a lot of people in my, my close community are in program and so they would, you know, always kind of be like, hey, let's go to a meeting and I'd be like, no, no, I'm not going. But one day it was like an okay, fine idea and I went back and um, that was a, probably, I think that was about two and a half years ago and um, since that, you know, kind of took me a little while to to kind of get back in the groove of things and slowly, slowly, it's not like all of a sudden one day I'm willing to do everything it takes and I know what it takes to really like work that really clean, really, um, real, that, that really clean program that gives me that really vibrant, alive life where things are clear and, um, and uh, the food isn't really an issue because I'm working so hard on the other levels, on the spiritual and the emotional levels. So I, um, I, I slowly, slowly, slowly got my, was grateful, lucky to kind of get back into that place where, um, where that became my reality again. So, you know, I was not, when I came back in, I was not... Um, I wasn't ready to like have my food plan again. There was no, I wasn't ready for a food plan. I wasn't ready for a sponsor. I think it took me a year before I got a sponsor again. Uh, I wasn't ready to go to a lot of meetings. I went to a meeting a week at first, you know, and that's how it was also when I first came in. Um, I just, one of the big lessons that I've gotten from this program is that thank God nobody tells me what to do. And because I can see how just full of self-will I am and that this, that compulsive overeating, um, it's not that I'm a bad person or that being full of self-will is a horrible, horrible thing, um, like that I'm like morally defective, but I've had to learn to... Um, to let go and to surrender and to not be in control and to trust that things are going to be okay sometimes. And, and that's on so many different levels of my life. And um, uh, I don't know where it's going with that thought, but, but with, um, when, I, when I first came in, you know, I wasn't ready to let go of everything right at, the, right at first. I, could, I couldn't. And no, oh, this is what I was about to say, is that nobody... You know, nobody in here has ever told me, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, if they did, I would have found some excuse about something that was wrong with them, and I would have been out the door. 
and um, you know nobody tells me you have to eat this and you can't eat that it's like I've really gotten the chance to over the years play around figure out what works figure out what what doesn't work and I'm actually at a point now where I get to make choices not because it, it was a long time that I had this food plan and I had to eat exactly what was on that food plan because if I stepped out of that food plan one little bit I broke the barrier so if I'm you know if I eat one extra carrot nub over my x number of ounces of vegetables for that meal well, never mind, you know, I may as well go to the store and get Ben and Jerry's, right? That's just kind of how my brain would work because uh, it was like either you're good or you're bad, you're right or you're wrong. And um, now it's just like, oh, there's what works and there's what doesn't work. And sometimes I do make the choices of things that don't work. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's like when I get tired, when I get, um, if I eat too much, if I, um, if I'm like sort of in an emotional state over something, I know what signs to look for, you know, it's that halt, the hunt, if you don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And, um, there's a few other things as well, but I know to look for those because I'm more likely to not pay attention to, oh, I know that thing's not going to work for me. So, um, I'll end up eating things that don't work for me and then I have to grapple it's, it's just harder you know life is just harder if I eat the extra carrot or if I eat you know something something that's uh, not really on my you know on my general food plan there's the way my food plan is there's certain things I don't eat no matter what and I have certain guidelines for my meals like I eat three meals a day um, and uh, and I have guidelines of what I eat during those meals, and I try to hit it most of the time, you know. And sometimes um, it's just—it's just, it's just uh, that right now it's not. Uh, I like that it's not so strict, and I also realize that there's a payoff for not being so strict because, like, I've been losing weight and my weight sort of plateaued at this weight. I still have. I'm still about 35 pounds over my lowest weight. So I, you know, I could definitely lose some more weight um, and would like to. But you know what? This is where I'm at. And so that's that. It's better than where I was, for sure. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about, um, about, about relapse. And um, my experience of it was... Um, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually talk about something I started to talk about earlier, which is this thing of, this idea of being ready, like doing something when you're ready and not, um, not, not pushing myself, like not pushing myself into things because, and, and yet pushing myself into things, if that makes any sense. But just, I think that the, the important thing for me in staying in program and getting my abstinence, um, I, I was going to say both times, actually it's probably been like 500 times because um, it's not really, it's not really been like there's been two times, it's been there's been two periods of, of where I've been, you know, really on the path and then I kind of got off the path in a really big way. But there have been times, you know, it took me, like I think over well over a year just this last time coming back into program and probably you know getting clean for two days 
losing it. Getting clean for two weeks, losing it. That's just how it is. And the thing is, is just, I, I, from my own experience, I know that when I keep coming back, and I keep coming back, I get more willingness, and I eventually hear the things that I need to hear to be able to take the next step. So, for example, when I first came in program, I was... Um, It'd sit in meetings and people would talk about doing 30 meetings in 30 days and I'd be like, you crazy mother effers. You are going to a meeting every day for a whole month? I was like, how on earth, why would you do that? I just completely not a concept that I could relate to at all. I was like, I, wouldn't even, I couldn't even do that for a week. And then lo and behold, one day I'm sitting in a meeting and I hear somebody talk about doing 90 meetings in 90 days. <laughs> and it was like, it was just, there's this ease. It's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do next. And it was like that little shaky feeling in me, like, oh, really? Really? And so I just trusted it and I followed it and that was probably after I'd been around for a year or two and I had been going to a meeting or two a week and sort of working the program well you know going to that 90 meetings in 90 days and this was one of the meetings I came to a lot at that time um, going to 90 meetings in 90 days changed everything for me because it gave me um, it gave me my seat in this room. It had me know and feel like if you just keep showing up somewhere week after week, day after day, week after week, week after week, uh, you know, people get to know you even if you don't want them to. You know, <laughs> people will say hi to you, people will ask you how things are going. And so I started to have a, this community and I started to know that. You know, I might be missed if I didn't show up for a few weeks at a certain meeting, and that there were people who cared about me, and that there was a place for me always, and that there's always, there's always an answer in these rooms. There just always is if you're open and looking for it. Um, so that was a huge. That was one of like those quantum leaps for me, and I and I did it. I went to 90 meetings in 90 days. So now I'm a crazy mother effort too. Um, so then uh, I did another program um, in, within OA that was like weight and measured food plan, very very strict. And you know, it was that was the, the time when I let go of wheat and flour and bread and things like that, which I thought could never, you know, that was like something I could not let go of. And then lo and behold, one day it came to pass that Allison was doing this thing, you know, and so that was a, that was another big, huge leap for me. And I also, in that, I got, I had to call my sponsor every day. I had to weigh and measure all my food. I had to, you know, there was a lot of different pieces of this. And I just, it just became about my willingness to go to any lengths. And that was the time when OA came to be for me. Like, the, we talk, there's in the literature, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, probably in the big book somewhere, it talks about um, going to any lengths and that, that um, having, this, having your recovery be the most important thing in your life without exception. Is that? Okay, great. So having abstinence be the most important thing in your life without exception. And 
that's what it became for me. And I got over the whole thing. Like, I remember I used to go to that Friday night lifeboat meeting. It used to be a really big meeting. And um, it was like, that was my social life, was going to the Friday night OA meeting. Woohoo! Like, I got over myself that I was, you know, not really that cool of a person, you know, going to OA. But it, it, it was like, this is what it is for me. And this is, you know, I got... Like, everybody's got their own bag of crap to carry through this lifetime, and this is my bag of crap. And it's, you know, thank God that I know it. Thank God that I live in San Francisco where there are OA meetings, and thank God that I'm willing to come here and to uh, to be around this program and to take some of the gifts of it into my life and to know all of you. So I... Um, you know, it's like that thing, it's, it becomes like the barometer of, of I can look at this one area of my life and know how I'm doing sort of overall. You know, if, um, if my food is clean, if, it's, it's not just about food. It's like if my food is clean slash program is strong, and, and I can't tell you exactly what that whole... Um, mixture of elements is together but I know like when my program's strong everything else it might be really really hard but it, it kind of like doesn't matter because I have that really strong core it's like I call it strong surrender it's like I'm strong in my core and I'm strengthened by like this relationship with with my higher power with the divine and like more it's like I'm channeling I go through life like channeling because I'm open I'm an open vessel I'm like an instrument I pray to God I say God use me as your instrument I think of it like I'm a flute and I got to clear out all the gunk so God can breathe through me so God can talk through me and and that I can, you know, it's, it's all, I'm not here, it's like I'm here for something bigger than myself. And, um, and I cannot be anywhere near that conversation or that kind of thinking when I am thinking about pizza or cheese or, you know, any of that stuff. It's just they can't work, they don't live in the same space. So, um, Uh, I started on that tangent from someplace. Anyhow, um, I um, so I was kind of telling you my story about go, like letting go. I know what it was. It was a strong surrender. So it's like being that strength, being strong enough to hold the to hold the container, you know, to be able to surrender my, you know, the things that there, that are there for me to surrender. So, um, so I learned, you know, just having program at different times be, uh, the most important thing in my life without exception has taught me so much. And, um, and you know, like I got in that space and I had all this great recovery and, and, you know, it doesn't, it's like there's this edge, you know, it's like wherever I am, I know now that there's this edge. It's like this knife, I think of this knife or a sword laid down with the, with the blade up. And I have to be really careful walking on that blade because, and I've got to keep it really sharp, you know. 
I don't, guess I'm not walking out of sharps. Anyhow, I have this idea of this sharp blade and that there are certain things that I have to do that aren't comfortable to keep it sharp. That's a better metaphor. Like I have to like grind and do, you know, I have to do things to keep that blade sharp. And if I don't keep it sharp, I can't wield the sword against the food, you know? <laughs> How am I doing? <laughs> um, so... It, really it's um, there's no for me where I'm at in my recovery right now is that there's no one answer it's not I mean there are a few absolutes like I can't really eat sugar doesn't work for me I don't really want to try because I don't want to go there I just don't you know there's there are certain absolutes that um, that I have to do and um, and there's some things that have more importance than others and but but besides that, there's a like, I, I'm not in the same place from week to week. I'm in I'm in different places. There's different things going on in my life. Some weeks I'm really strong and I can, you know, I have a little bit more wiggle room. And if I choose to have a this or a that, you know, like food wise or have that kind of behavior, it may not affect me as much as it might some other time. And. Um, the, key, the thing is, though, I don't always know when it's going to be risky and when it's not. So I have to be really careful. And if I do make choices that aren't, um, that are sort of risky for me, I have to do a lot to sharp, to make sure that that blade stays really sharp. Other times, I, it, the blade is just dull. And the duller it gets, the harder it is to sharpen it. So, um, you know, I just, I, I just think about, also, though, sometimes, like all the times when it's like when the opportunity presents itself, when I'm um, like ready to make the leap, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if it's there for me in front of me, like that, okay, I guess I'll do 90, 90 meetings in 90 days, you know? It's like that was right in front of me and I had the willingness, you know, like the willingness. There was an openness to it for whatever reason and thank God I didn't say no to it because it changed my life. And um, so when, you know, that's one of the key things I've learned too in this program is pray for willingness, ask for willingness and more times than not, it's not even the willingness I'm asking for, it's God help me be willing to be willing because a lot of times, like that's how I—that's how I had to start. I wasn't willing to be—I wasn't willing, but I was willing to be willing at the beginning. And sometimes I find myself in that same space. So, um, do like I just want to keep on doing things that are going to keep my blade sharp. All the tools are great tools for me. Exercise and physical movement is another one. Meditation. Um, they're all things that um, that uh, help me help me stay sharp, keep my program sharp, and uh, the formula sort of changes every day as to what I need. And um, you know, it's a great blessing to. Uh, I recently got in, started having some um, not so great food behavior and was back in that place for about a day where I was like I, I was completely obsessed 
my life was like that day it was all about the food I couldn't stop thinking about it I couldn't stop making that track back and forth it's just not a way like I I got free of it not with a diet not with starving myself but by having a healthy way of living of taking care of myself of loving myself of having people around me who love me of having structures that support me not that are trying to like beat me into submission um, it's a really really beautiful thing I um, especially invite any newcomers here to just keep coming back and check out different meetings find um, find people who you resonate with there's a lot of different personalities and a lot of different um, kinds of information in these rooms and um, I just uh, welcome you all, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.